Next on Brothers Ballin', we review the NFC and AFC championship games. Bad behavior in the NBA in our first NBA power rankings. Brothers Ballin', coming up next. Welcome, 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 everyone. Brothers Ballin' Podcast in full effect. We are brothers. We are ballin' once again on a Friday night. You guys already know we are biological brothers talking about sports. John, say what's up to the people. How's it going, people? Hopefully you guys are enjoying your day. We have a packed show for you. Can't wait to jump into this show tonight. Yes, and I am Rob, and listen, we're not even going to waste time with pleasantries. We're going to get right down to business, okay? First order of business, last Sunday, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 was set. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Philadelphia Eagles both advanced to the Super Bowl. John, what were your feelings on last week's NFC and AFC Championship games? Let's talk first about the NFC. Sure. So the NFC game, um, I feel bad for the 49ers because of injury. I wanted to see what Brock Purdy was all about. Unfortunately, he got hurt early in the game. And we saw a beatdown by the by the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I did predict the Eagles would win the game. I didn't think they would have won it by that high of a score. Even if Brock Purdy was healthy, I still think the Eagles would have won the game. Um, but like I said, the Eagles did what I thought they would do is set the run to do play action pass. And because the 49ers defense is a very aggressive defense, they attacked him. One of the things I don't know if you notice in the game, they ran the ball right where Joe Rubosa was lined up. They ran it towards his side of the ball. Because they know he's aggressive, but also Joey Bosa likes to do. Cont- Joey Bosa is, in my opinion, one of the most remarkable defensive ends I've ever seen in terms mm-hmm. of how he gets to the ball. But one of the things, one of the things that I realized that I felt the Eagles could do consistently is usually when you have a man who's that aggressive, you run the ball towards his side um, because he's always going to. If you notice Joey Bosa, he runs like this, outside in. So he so so his style is I want to contain you in the box to eat you. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they ran right at him. So as he's moving out, they're running it right behind him, which then means he has to turn back around and catch up. And early on, it wasn't working. But the one thing about the Eagles offense is they don't abandon the run and they kept at it and, and the hole started opening. And once the hole started opening, the passes started getting they started connecting with the passing. And also, well, you know, to to the advantage of the Eagles defense, you know, the 49ers gave them the ball in very nice field position quite a bit, which helped which put the defense in a bad position. Um, but you know, it's unfortunate, 
what happened to the 49ers. Um, they have a lot of questions to answer. Um, but I'm, but I'm, ha- you know, overall, I'm happy with the two teams that are in the, that are playing the Super Bowl. So it's going to be, in my opinion, one of the most watched Super Bowls because it's two really elite teams. Um, mm-hmm. I know the Eagles are favored because of what the Eagles have done. Um, but I'm not going to count Patrick Mahomes out because Patrick Mahomes is, is a special player. Oh, well, we're not going to get into predictions this week. Right. We got a week, we got a whole week for that. But I think, you know, San Francisco, it's, it was just really unfortunate that they had an injury so early in the game to the quarterback because we knew Josh Johnson. This guy's been on like 10 different teams. He can't, he's not going to do anything as a quarterback position. He fumbled the ball, then eventually got knocked out with a concussion. Um, it was just really tough to watch because basically you knew San Francisco had no chance being that they couldn't really throw the ball. Um, it made it really academic by the second quarter. There was not much that the Niners could do. But my concern for the Niners um, on top of you know losing this game is the fact that you got Jimmy Garoppolo, who's probably gone. Um, mm-hmm. on all It was like 99% gone. You got Trey Lance, who's coming off, who really lacks experience, and then is also coming off a, a, a really pretty bad ankle injury. And then you have Brock Purdy, who's going to need six months at least to recover from his uh, surgery he's, he's going to need. So who's going to be the quarterback for this team? Okay. You, uh, everybody was talking about how Tom Brady was going to be the quarterback. Well, Tom Brady's retired. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be extremely difficult for San Francisco to remain competitive being that they're not going to have any consistency at, at, at the quarterback position. Did they go get Derek Carr? Because Derek Carr's going to be available. Well, I mean, if he's available, he's going to have to sign a team-friendly deal. Because I don't know, like, what kind of money the San Francisco 49ers are going to have to sign a guy like Derek Carr. I doubt Derek Carr is going to be San Francisco's on the upper market, you know, with the kind of deal that he's expecting. He's due to make $40 million um, if he's still on the Las Vegas roster by February 15th, that's in like 12 days. So unless the Raiders can find a trade for him, they're going to have to cut him and, because they've made it clear. They don't want, they don't see him as their future. Right. So it's going to be very interesting for San Francisco, but I think it was tough to watch. I think San Francisco's defense played a solid game. Um, they, only, they, they didn't even allow 300 yards of total offenses to Philly. It was just that, the offense of the Niners couldn't move the ball. Philly got good position, especially that fumble at the end of the first half. That pretty much sealed the sealed the game for me right, right there when they were unable to move the ball. Um, for the AFC, uh, you know, you feel bad for the Cincinnati Bengals player who hit Patrick Mahomes out of bounds, but that was pretty egregious. That's a 15 yard penalty. That's that was it was it was the right call. Um. There were some Mahomes. questionable balls. Uh, uh, so I have to say, so there was a pass interference call that was called on one of the Bengals DBs that I didn't like. I didn't think. I thought both guys were fighting. Was it both on? Guys, was, it, was it one on Eli Apple? I believe so. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really like that a, one. If it was on on Eli Apple, then it was probably a good call. No. Yeah, Eli, Eli Apple is a uh, a no. notorious. I I agree with most of the things that happened to Eli Apple, but there was but there was a play. Both guys are fighting for position. Eli and the receiver get tangled. Eli pulls his hands away, and the ball is stood in the vicinity, and they flagged Eli. And I'm like, but both guys were grabbing each other. Eli just pulled his hands away. 
and he gets flagged for pass interference. So you think those calls contributed to the Bengals losing the those bad calls? Well, it 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 was a call where the where the Bengals remember the Bengals had gotten a sack on on uh, Patrick Mahomes, and then that pass interference gave them a a, a new set of downs. Yeah, but let's and it be kept honest. the drive and it kept the drive alive. Yeah, I yeah I hear what you're saying. Let's be honest. Uh, Kansas City outplayed Cincinnati. Wait, yeah, Ken, Kansas, know, they Kansas City they, wanted they the game. Kansas City played as if they wanted the game more. Yeah, they the outplayed Bengals. Cincinnati. They, but I mean, despite, they were but think about team. it, Rob. The it, just, just you know looking. Here's the thing: looking at the looking at it as hard as Kansas City played to win the game, mm-hmm. despite all that, the Bengals still had a chance. Of course, that's how football is. If you have a good team, you always gonna have a chance, especially if you have elite talent like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. The fourth and, and seven have... threw a fifty yard, yeah, forty like, yard bomb you know? on, on fourth and seven. Like most quarterbacks don't make that throw. Most receivers don't come down with that ball. Right. But you have elite talent in Burrow and uh, you know Jamar Chase, and he comes down with a ball that most times you know receivers not gonna come down with. He caught it in double coverage, a ball thrown behind him, and he makes the adjustment and catches the ball, and that helps him tie the game. So, you know, when you have elite talent like that, you're always going to be able to um, stay in the game, especially um, when it's a game that has high stakes as a um, AFC championship game. So mm-hmm. um, uh, I think going forward, obviously Cincinnati, they need to get healthy on, on the offensive line. They're going to have to eventually, you know, you got to start to pay T. Higgins. This is what happens with young teams that, you know, aren't able to break through. Cats, cats going to have to start getting paid. Joe Burrow's money's coming up pretty soon. Um, it's going to be real that, interesting. I heard that with Joe Burrow, they're trying to, they're trying to sign him this year to, yeah. not, to not have to pay him 50-something plus the following year when, yeah, the, market, well, when the market resets again. When you are going to have to pay him, it's going to be expensive. Ain't no discounts for for. For Joey Burrow, okay, so that's very interesting uh, to see what um happens with that. Uh, any other words on the championship games? Uh, Kansas City's gonna have to run the ball better. No, no, no. Uh, we ain't talking about Super Bowl. Just talking about the right. championship game. Championship game. Um, you know, I feel bad for the Bengals player. He's probably gonna get cut. No, Osai uh, is a is a good linebacker. They're not, they're not gonna yeah. Cut him. Well, listen. I don't trust teams, especially with players with plays like that. Like it, it, it was a bad play. Um, during his interview, he said he he lost track of where the line was, mm-hmm. and he thought he had grabbed him prior to getting mm-hmm. out of bounds. But you know, we all watched it. Patrick Holmes was, was clearly yeah. out of bounds, but he got touched. So. And mm-hmm. to me, honestly, I would have just rather had Patrick Mahomes go out of bounds and not touch him because that additional 15 yards helped the yeah, Chiefs no get doubt. the field goal. No doubt. There's no way to Because field goal. if you look at the field goal when Buckner kicked it, it barely went over the upright. Yeah. He would not when have it, hit it. Um, yeah, he would not have hit it without that 15 yards. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We yeah. shall see. We'll talk Super Bowl next week, but... It's time for us to transition to the hardwood. There's a lot of stuff that happened in the uh, NBA, you know, over the last couple of days. First thing we're going to touch on is 
you like calling Deshaun Watson Dirty D. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dirty Dylan is going to be the, yep. new, dude, the new nickname for Dylan Brooks after he took a shot at a man's crotch. That man in question was Donovan Mitchell, star guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Mitchell reacted by throwing the ball at Dylan Brooks. He got into a scuffle. You know, no benches were cleared, but it was a little skirmish that spilled into the crowd uh, in Cleveland. So the question is, uh, I think it's an obvious one and probably obvious answer. Is Dylan Brooks a dirty player? Yes. Dylan Brooks is a dirty player. Here's the thing. I have no problem with someone playing the game hard. I don't mind someone playing mm-hmm. hard. But the man is dirty. This is not his first time uh, uh, trying to hurt somebody or or, 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 or make a dirty play. Um, he's a dirty player. And so I me I'm always of the mindset of when someone's a dirty player, I just need someone to come into the game that's on my bench. Doesn't get doesn't get and just clock him one time. A hard foul clock one time and then get out the game. Um mm-hmm. because Dylan Brooks, like what he did, he he falls down, he's fouled. And then he slowly rolls, looks at who is yeah, there. You can see, and him, it hits see him. who's there, and, and swung it hits his arm and swung his arm. Right. Now, I'm not right saying. Him, not, not, I'm not saying that he meant to hit him. He probably meant to hit him in the chest. No, I think he swung listen, and it hit him in, care. in the groin. I don't care. You lose when you have the reputation of a Dylan Brooks. You lose the benefit of the doubt. Right. So my intention. So my observation of it. He meant to hit him in the crotch. Right. That's your observation. He swung and with enough force to really get Donovan's, you know, attention. And Donovan, you know, Mitchell throwing the ball at him. I don't fault him for that. Oh no, I, neither. That's a weak. That I was actually, a weak move. By I Dylan actually Brooks. wanted to listen. I wanted the ball to hit Dylan Brooks in the face. I really wanted the ball to connect. He missed. Mm-hmm. Had I been had I been Donovan Mitchell, if the ball missed, I would have picked it up and threw it again. Mm. And made sure it connected. Yeah, yeah. For the second time, uh, but Dylan Brooks, he's a dirty player. And listen, uh, Memphis has has a decision to make. I don't think that they're going to make the decision now. We got a week left in the trade before the trading deadline passes. I don't think it'll be this year. But I strongly believe if Memphis wants to move on during this off season, Memphis needs to move on and trade Dylan Brooks. And why do you feel that they need to? Is it because he's untrustworthy? He's untrustworthy, and he does bonehead plays that can cost the team in crucial moments. And yeah, so he needs to control his, right. Uh, he has an anger problem. I, he has so? an, yeah, I, I, I think he has an anger problem. And usually, when what players do, are volatile th- like that, what do you think his, the anger problem stems probably, from? Is it from the um, Bone Thugs and Harmony break? No, probably, probably from his upbringing. Oh wow. <laughs> I don't know Listen, anything about. Dylan yeah, Brooks. I don't know anything about it, but I think it's from his upbringing. But um, he I, need, I think I think the bridge is too tight. Yeah, he plays. He listen. He, he plays hard, but he does dirty things. And the thing is, to me, if I'm ownership looking at him, I have John Morant, I have Jaron Jackson, I got Desmond Bain. That's my future. Those guys are my future. I want to lock those three guys down. And I want to put pieces around them that make them competitive. 
I'm sorry, Dylan Brooks, you're the fourth option on this team. And mm-hmm. at this point, you have value. So maybe maybe I trade you somewhere else to a team for hmm. a low-end first-round pick and some other assets. But if I'm Memphis, during this offseason, I'm looking to move on from Dylan Brooks. Hmm. Well, I think he gives them an edge. Okay, he's like their enforcer. Yeah. Um, but has that edge helped them in any way? Because they keep losing, right? Well, I mean, they lost last year because right. Golden, Golden State was was a better team. Like that's there was no. Yeah. Dylan Brooks wasn't going to affect that. We went to go check them out, but they didn't have a fever. <laughs> oh, please. No, please. No, please. <laughs> I'm just saying this. I'm just saying that Memphis. They haven't really been playing well at all lately. So, you know, the West is weak. So we don't know what is going to happen with the um, Memphis Grizzlies. But I think Dylan Brooks is most certainly a dirty player. I think Donovan Mitchell had every right. Mitchell had every right to throw that ball at him and come after him. You can't allow guys to do those kind of things and not be checked for it. Mm-hmm. You're running around. Like, he injured Gary Payton uh, right. the third. Or Gary Payton Jr., Got if it's um, I think his name is Gary Payton III, right? From uh, Golden State last year, he was down in Portland. Yeah, he was down in Portland. He injured, um, he injured Gary Payton with uh, what I felt was a overzealous play. So, uh, I just think that it's really interesting to see how they kind of. You know, I'm 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 interested to see the punishment for Dylan Brooks. He deserves multiple games. He deserves at least three games. Yeah, yeah. I would I would agree. I would agree. And I think um, a trade would you know it'd be possible, but I don't know about. Um, I don't I, I don't I don't know I don't, I don't know if they actually would trade him. They just have a good unit, so we'll see what happens with uh, Dirty Dylan uh, later on. Speaking of trades, uh, surprise today. Or maybe not so much a surprise, Kyrie Irving, the quintessential me first um, athlete, has demanded a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. He's requested Mm. that the Brooklyn Nets trade him before the Thursday, February 9th trade deadline uh, to a team that will, that he hopes will eventually sign him long term. So, um, Kyrie Irving, of course, tried to get uh, the Nets to – he tried to coerce the Nets into sign, giving him a four-year contract. The Nets wisely did not give him a four-year contract. He threatened to leave, uh, sign uh, – you know, get a sign-and-trade. Nobody offered a sign-and-trade, and he eventually opted into his contract. He now is requesting that the Nets trade him less than – well, just about a week left before the actual trade deadline. So as a the in-house Nets fan, I'm going to give my take – Sure. Uh, I think I think Kyrie is. I've always thought he was selfish. Okay, I never thought saw him as a leader. Never saw him as a as someone that you can depend on. Um, but this one is just a different. It's just a an example and a reminder of what went wrong in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving's ego is what sunk the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, his inability to do what was best for the team and always pick himself over the team is what has gotten him in a situation where he's not been able to win without LeBron James. And he basically has been a a headache 
wherever he's gone. He was a headache in Boston. Boston got way better when he left. And he has torpedoed Brooklyn season over and over again since he's, you know, landed in Brooklyn. Uh, Kyrie doesn't really have – this, to me, is a panic move on Kyrie's part. Kyrie is hoping that the team that trades for him will, will also get his bird rights. That's the key. If the Nets don't trade him, his options get severely limited because the team that will sign him will need to have actual cap space in order, in order to do so. And he's not going to want a one-year deal. He's going to want a four-year commitment from right. whoever signs him. And I don't know who's going to commit four years to him. Now, there's a sucker born every day, okay? There's a sucker born every day. So potentially, you can have a team that says, you know what, we want Kyrie long enough or bad enough. We'll give him four years. I don't think that team – I don't think that's a smart move. The Nets try to do the same thing. They got burned. Um I just don't trust. He's not a trustworthy individual. And this situation just goes again to show you if it's up to Kyrie and the team, Kyrie is not a teammate. He is a participant. And when you have participants, you always have to keep them at a certain length because they will do whatever it takes for them to be, to, you know, come out on top. And Kyrie has done that in this scenario. I don't think the Nets should trade him. Um, I think they should call his bluff and see what happens. And I don't care if they lose if they lose him for nothing. It really, to me, at this point, doesn't matter. He's done absolute uh, irreparable damage to his uh, to you know to his legacy and to his trade value. So, um, what are your thoughts on Kyrie and his uh, latest shenanigans? So, uh, you know. I was shocked about the announcement. I thought, you know, they were the Nets and him were at a good place. Um, but it seems that they were not. And, you know, that's OK. You know, that's OK. If they're not at a good place. But um, he has to understand. I don't think he understands. No one's there. I don't see a team signing him long term. I think any team who, who, who gets his services will do at most a two year deal with mm-hmm. a one year player option. Mm-hmm. Possibly, um, but a four for a team to commit millions of dollars to a mm-hmm. player who, you know, at a at any given moment could just not show up to work, yeah, and tell you that uh, you know, he's going through, he's going through uh, emotional distress right now, mm-hmm. you know, and so the thing is, I don't think he understands what he's done. Kyrie needs to have a conversation of if I was the other person. Yeah. If I if I'm the other person looking at me, would I commit to myself? Would I would, would, would I commit? Like the Nets did everything. The Nets acquiesced to him. Yeah. You know, they wanted Kevin Durant. He had to be part of the deal. The Nets said, fine, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And the Nets did not want him. Right. And on okay. paper, when you looked at it on paper, you would say, oh, man, this is a team that's going to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Fast forward what? We're in year four of this experiment. <laughs> we're in year four of what on paper looked like a championship team to a team that, that hasn't even made the finals in any of those four years. Forget the finals. They haven't made it out of the second round. Right. They haven't and- even made the conference finals. 
let alone and, the actual finals. Right. And so when you look at that, you have to ask yourself, like, you know, to me, I think the Nets are at a point where the Nets don't care if he walks the end of the season. Yeah. Um, but I do know that there's a part of them that that is saying, well, let's just get what we get for him at least. You know, let's just but, get something. Uh, no, but then is it even worth it to get right. something for him? Like, what are you going to get? Because let's say, okay, that the Lakers give you a deal, the Westbrook, Beverly, I don't know, Lonnie Walker in a first-round pick. What of those assets do you even want to keep? I don't want. I don't the even first want round the pick. Assets. The first round pick. I don't. I'm, because if, because if, the Lakers if, are going to be bad. If if all I'm getting is a first round pick, then for the four years from now, forget. I don't even want it. I already have a. I already have Philly's 2027 first round pick. That's a top eight protected pick. I don't want anything from the Lakers. The Lakers don't have anything that I even remotely want this year. Or two or three years from now, right, right. So I would either I would rather let that money just fall off, see if I can trade other assets away to clear cap space, and try to engineer um, trades. You know, in a you know somewhere else, try to re-engineer the team to see if you can get Kevin Durant to stay. Because your fear, the reason why you don't just want to tell him to go kick rocks and tell him to go sit somewhere is that you don't want to upset Kevin Durant to the point. Where he then wants out too. Then you have just an absolutely untenable situation where you have to rebuild, but you don't have control of your draft picks because they've all been given up in, in the James Harden trade. You know? Right. So so that's my concern, but I would still call his bluff and I would not make the trade. Kyrie Irving has not earned the trust of anyone in that locker room. There's no one in the NBA in their right mind who should trust him. LeBron James is trying so hard to catch up with Jordan and get his sixth title. He'll he'll sign up with anybody. Well, he has to get number five first. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's yeah, that's the thing. He want he wants because he knows like his time basically his um playing of GM has torpedoed the team's season. Like they are in 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 a weak Western conference, they're not even a top ten seed right now. So they have to one stay healthy enough to be competitive and then start winning games and hope other teams fall down um, as well. So he's trying to make the play, you know, and at, at, at this point, you know, if I'm the Lakers, I just tell LeBron just to, just to get your scoring record and just, you know, just be quiet. Like it's like, he's, it's getting nauseating with, with LeBron's little innuendos about, you know, the talent on the team which partly is your fault. You right. wanted to them to, to clear the board for Anthony Davis. Now they have no draft capital mm -hmm. to make trades. You want them, you trade away key role players for Russell Westbrook. Now your team had no shooting. This is what you wanted. You have to now stop playing GM and just play ball. I don't believe it when he says he is has his hands off. It's totally untrue. He can't help himself. Um, right. He so desperately wants to control the uh, the trades and he wants Kyrie. Understandably, you want Kyrie, but just stay out of it because the Kyrie business comes with drama. Okay, Kyrie comes with drama, so good luck with that. But as if I'm Brooklyn, I just stand pat and say, "Listen, we got we have a team that can compete. I don't think they're a championship contender. I don't think they're better than Boston. I think Milwaukee will beat them in a seven game series. How about the Sixers? Um, you think the Sixers can beat them? 
I think they can beat. I, I think they can beat the Sixers fully healthy. But they got to be fully healthy. I think they can. I think Brooklyn can beat the Sixers, but they have to be a hundred percent healthy. They can't have any injuries because of the issues that Embiid gives you. But um, uh, Milwaukee and Boston, I don't think they're going to get by those teams unless they make some kind of miraculous trade in in the last in the next uh, week or so. Which now. Instead of making a trade to improve the team, now you're trying to just keep the team together, which is crazy. Um, right. But uh, that's what I think about Kyrie. I think you know it's pretty usual. Kyrie's always been about himself. He's never been he's never been a good teammate at all at any time since he's been in the league. So it doesn't surprise me that he chooses this time to um, go ahead and make this uh, trade trade request. Any uh, final thoughts on? Uh, um, my final thought on it is. It- is this, you know, of course, the question is, how is how is Kevin Durant? Because remember, Kevin Durant wanted to be traded at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. He sort of worked yeah. it out and he That's was a big question. and yeah. he, I guess, was OK with whatever was decided. And now mm-hmm. this happens, which I have a feeling he's going to have a conversation with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, if I'm the Nets, I I just. Like you said, call his bluff, play out the year, see where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if the Nets, but here's but here's where I pause. If you know you're not going to win a championship right now, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be smart just to you know, if the Lakers are willing to give you one of that first round pick, wouldn't you just want to take it? No, I would want. If you know, if you know, if you're like, okay, but here's we're what not I would good say. enough to win a championship. No, but here's what I would say. If I want to be competitive, right, be a competitive team, you're going to need cap space. So mm-hmm. if you – if the only way Kyrie is – the trade to the Lakers would make sense is if they were, they could attach more contracts, i.e. Ben Simmons, to L.A. and get rid of bad contracts on that team. Because obviously Ben Simmons is – at this point is, is stealing money. Um, he's literally stealing. Uh, yeah, thirty-five million a year. This man is robbing the bank. Yes, he has a gun and a, and a ski mask, and every week he comes in and steals money from the Nets. Ben, uh, he's Ben Simmons. Is, ben Simmons is, is the bank robber that comes every Wednesday. The bank, <laughs> the bank is prepared. The bank is prepared for the robbery. Yeah, they know they have the bags. They have the money bags of money sitting out on the on, on the counter. Yeah. And he just comes at this point. He doesn't even need a gun. He just comes and grabs it and, and runs out. So uh, oh ben, Simmons, ben Simmons is robbing. He's the, robbing the Nets blind. This right here is a sad conversation. It's just, yes. It's just the, listen. I'm not even a Nets fan, and just hearing you just talk from a Nets perspective as to just the sheer robbery that this team yeah. has suffered. Yeah. Um, yep. At the hand of Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. um, it's you know, I want to shed a tear for your for your team, <laughs> but I also want to laugh because listen, I'm a Knicks fan, and yep. if we look at the last four years for both of our teams, we've accomplished nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we haven't accomplished anything. The only thing anything. the Nets have done in the last four years is win one playoff series, and that's it. Yeah. So they won. They won one playoff series. Yeah, and so, so you know, again to me, you know, it's sad. Okay, why is this thing not wanting to end? Um, it is, it is a sad state of affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I pray for, 
I'm praying for, you know, the Nets and their I pray for the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, um, it is what it is. Sorry, Nets. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, New York Knicks. Um, but you know, honestly, the Nets are in a rock and a hard place. They're gonna have to make some decisions. I don't know. I, I feel that management may be enticed to take the deal from the Lakers if the deal if one of those first round picks is available. I'm pretty sure they would take Westbrook and just buy him out. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think they would play. Yeah, yeah, they would just buy him out. Lonnie Walker may be, you know, a serviceable guy. That really the only the only thing of value is that pick, because 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 honestly, I think the Lakers in two years are going to be a lottery team anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the question is, if this play, you know, maybe in LA, um, if LeBron. Remember, LeBron could opt out next year. So, you know, go ahead. You know, do it. I don't. I don't think the Lakers are afraid of LeBron opting out. Right. They have LeBron has zero leverage in this situation. Where are you going to go? Yeah, but the thing is, you, you got to understand, the Lakers is an entertainment town. They got to have entertainment. No, no, no. LeBron needs that for his mogul status. Okay, he yeah. needs LA. I think LeBron needs LA more than LA needs LeBron. LA always draws stars. That's what they've mm-hmm. been doing. That's they're that's what they're in the business for. They draw stars. And okay. All right. Yeah. So we're talking about uh you know LeBron's legacy and, and basically how he of course would want a guy like uh Kyrie uh on the scene to help him, you know, win that fifth and hopefully sixth title. But at at this point, you know, looking at the Nets, it's just a uh, situation where Kyrie has worn out his welcome. He wore it out in Cleveland, wore it out in Boston, and has essentially has uh, worn it out in Brooklyn. Um, if I'm the Nets, I don't want him back. He's been enough of a headache. Uh, and you, at the end of the day, as spectacular a player as he is, he doesn't produce. He doesn't produce wins for the team. You see how bad they've struggled when – you know, Kevin Durant is out of the lineup. He's not a number one. He's never been a number one. Never will be a number one. Um, he doesn't mature. He's he's faked this. I'm mature. I'm a leader. I'm committed. He's committed to himself, right. and that's how. And that's that's been the consistent thing with Kyrie. He's a he's me. Commi- he's a me yeah. player. He's a me. Yep. Player. He's a me first individual. Me first individual. You know, individuals. You know, he was there for LeBron when they won the title in Cleveland. That was the epic. You know, championship for them. You know, Golden State had the letdown. But at the end of the day, um, <laughs> Kyrie Irving is not a guy you can trust, not a guy you can put as the head of your franchise. And honestly, at this point in his career, he's probably better served as as the third option because he simply is not someone who's available and not someone who's dependable. Those are two, um, you know, attributes you got to have as a superstar in, in this league. Agreed. So, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's interesting to see what happens. Are after, you know, when we, uh, you know, get together next time, the trade deadline will have already passed, and it's interesting to see if Kyrie is moved. If uh, a lot of the other players who are mentioned in trades, Fred Van Vliet, 
um OG. Oscar and yeah, OG and Anobi, uh, you know, Mike Zach Conley, Levine. Zach, Zach Levine. Levine. I'm not touching Zach Levine, but um Cam Reddish. Yeah. Yeah. Cam why is it's like is Cam Reddish even a Cam Reddish is not even a star in this league. I don't understand why his name like people are just so, you know, they want him so bad. He's just like he's just an average player. Like at at best, he's an average player at best. I don't well, know why everybody's a, a big deal. He, 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 he's a good sized wing. Um, here's the thing: the the Knicks need to move away from. I think the Knicks should fire their coach. That's just me. I listen. I told you from the jump, Tom Thibodeau was not the guy for the job. Right. He was. He's not the guy. He's not the guy for. He was never the guy for the job. Not for the team that they're trying to build. Right. In New York. I think he had named the Knicks were looking for somebody to coach the team. Tom Thibodeau was not the guy. And then he had success. You know, he had success early. And so, mm-hmm. you know, he brought the Knicks back to the playoffs. But listen, I agree with you. I don't think he is a championship caliber coach. I think there are other mm-hmm. guys better suited for him. Nope. Better suited than him. Um, his thing, I think Cam Reddish is a decent player that, that just – is log jammed on teams that have significant wing play. Yeah, I think well, gets, or is it, or is it that he is not good enough to really play rotation minutes in teams? It, you know, is he not good enough for wing? You know, because all if you're talking about good teams, I don't think he's been given a chance. Honestly, the Hawks, the know. Hawks, with the Hawks drafted DeAndre Hunter, the uh, mm-hmm. he was expendable. And I think also he had an attitude problem with Nate McMillan, which, which, ultimately, Who came? yeah, he had an issue with Nate McMillan, and he has now an issue with Tom Thibodeau. Right. Well, but but we all know the the thing with Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau does not like playing young players that he doesn't like. Okay, so is it young players or young players well, no. he doesn't like? Tom Thibodeau didn't want Cam Reddish to begin with. Yep. I yeah. I, when the I, Knicks I know that. when the Knicks made the trade, he he was not happy. And I think and I think this is him getting back at the at the organization for making the move. But like when Cam Reddish has played, he's he's put up some he, he's put up some decent games. But I think right now, um I don't like right now, I don't agree with his benching. I think he should be playing. Um I think okay. that I think that Thibodeau plays his starters too many minutes. Yeah, I agree. I think Nick and Nurse he wears them also, out. And, and, and he wears them out uh, when it comes to the playoffs. They're worn out because um, he did the same thing in Chicago. He played Jimmy Butler way too many minutes, and I think he overplayed Derrick Rose. Eventually yeah, led to him getting having a knee injury. Yeah. So okay, so as as a Nick fan, obviously Cam Reddish is a player on your team. What are you looking for in return for this kind of really? Eight. Who's who's a really athletic player, but we don't really think he's really that great. Two draft picks, two second round picks is fine for me. Two second round picks, okay. Yeah. So basically, for Cannon Fodder. Yep. Yeah, you can just give him away for free. Mm-hmm. Or for maybe a bag of boiled peanuts and no, 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 no. a box of beignets. Two two draft picks. If we're trading anybody else, I want I want assets. Like quickly. But for him, yeah, yeah. but. So you think quickly would get more in return than Cam yes, Reddish? Yes, hundred percent. Okay, okay. Right. His uh, quickly's win shares are number two off the bench in the league. Mm. That's so, great. I'm so, happy for him. 
So he has he has value. Okay. All right. His plus minus is very high. Um and so yeah. I think he you know he would garner more value okay. than uh, Reddish. But okay. I feel like so that's why I said when we, we were speaking before we got on the show that if I was getting OJ and Anobi, I I would include if they wanted him, I'd include him in two first round picks. Uh-huh. OG, and I think that would be enough to get the deal. Okay. Done. I mean, we'll see. I think I, I, I like Not what to be you're... honest, I'd rather have Scotty Barnes. Oh, boy. Then OG? Yeah, Scotty Barnes. Yes. Is... I think Scotty has a tremendous upside, and I think Scotty with R.J. Barrett will mm-hmm. be a very good small forward guard combo. Uh, but you... Have Scotty Barnes a wing who can't shoot? So I'd move, I'd move, uh, I'd move, uh, Barrett to the shooting. Yeah, he's just shooting, but your wing would be Scotty Barnes and he can't shoot. Hey, but listen, his defense against mm-hmm. other wings is tremendous. He can rebound. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because of the Knicks, listen, Jalen Brunson is starting to grow on me in terms of his play. I think I think Scotty over time could develop a decent shot. Okay. All right. Now but as he far would as garner, you're concerned. He would garner more draft picks and more assets in order to acquire. Yeah, but as far as you're concerned, uh Cam Reddish is good as gone and you can have him for two second round picks. Yep. So why yeah. do you think he hasn't been traded yet? If you know no, his stock is valuable. Yeah, their teams there are a lot of there are at least four or five teams who are interested in him. Mm-hmm. The question, the question is, you know, what picks do they deem that they're willing to partner with? To mm-hmm. partner? Like, here's the thing, I, I have with ninety five percent certainty feel that he will be gone mm-hmm. before the trading deadline. Now, yeah. other people, I have a fifty percent probability that I think quickly might be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think definitely Derek Rose. Might be if someone needs veteran play, like a playoff team. I think mm-hmm. he could be had for a draft pick. Okay. Um, Fournier could be Fournier could be had for 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 a bag of for a bag of peanuts. Um, <laughs> for a bag of peanuts, yeah. For a bag of peanuts, yeah. Could be had. He could be yeah. had for cash considerations. <laughs> yeah, get him for cash considerations and some, um, you know. Bald peanuts, maybe a canola. Right. But um yeah. Uh, of anybody on the roster, I think Cam Reddish is uh, his bag's already packed. It, it's it's which city is he going to? Is he going yeah. to Miami? Is he going to Toronto? Is he going to or is he going out west? I think he, I think his bags are packed. It, it, it depends on which offer the Knicks you know, deem is the best deal for him. Yeah. Because from what I've heard, there's been multiple teams who've made offers, and I'm pretty sure someone's trying to calculate what if they lose this guy and they lose this guy, the value over here might be might might be better than over there. So... Well, all right. I mean, I we'll know. see. We'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll talk some more NBA next week. We'll talk some Super Bowl next week. I think next week's show will be pretty packed. Um, so we'll see what takes place, but you know, you guys can, uh, start with the conversation or hit us up in terms of 
you know, conversing about sports, hit us up on our Facebook group, uh, Brothers Ballin', uh, Brothers Ballin' Sports on Facebook. Uh, we're ex- we are accepting some uh, new members. Join us. We talk about sports. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Instagram at Brothers Ballin' Podcast. Email bloodbrothersballin' at gmail.com. Enjoy some good basketball this week. Super Bowl is next week. Be a good brother. Be a good sister. Take care.